Get a head start on the day's big news and opinion. It's Early Edition with Roman Travers, News Talk ZB. 14 past five. Lovely of you to join me this early in the morning. Like me, you're probably heading back to work. So, as Russia's war with Ukraine enters its third month with no end in sight, many of the Russians who fled Russia at the start of the war are now heading back. Part of this is said to be due to many Russians having hit the hard realities of emigration abroad. But how much of this can also be owed to Russians, the Russian government's influence, you might want to say politely? Senior political scientist at RAND Corporation, Elena Traeger, joins me now this morning. Uh, good morning, Elena. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Should we be surprised to hear some Russians are heading back or is this just a reflection of how hard it is for some Russians who try to live abroad? I think it's an excellent question. So one thing I'll note is that we don't actually know the scale of the return. Um, In fact, we don't know the precise numbers uh, of Russians who left, but we know even less about how many people are returning. We definitely have stories and anecdotal evidence here and there, but we don't know. But we should absolutely not be surprised. Uh, For many people, this was a rushed decision made under tremendous pressure Mm. uh, without thorough planning of the kind that you would typically need for such a major decision as to immigrating abroad. Um, And, you know, as a practical matter, once they arrive to where they are, you know, the combination of sanctions, um, Russia's own restrictions on currency exports, and the legal restrictions on residence and employment in the host countries will combine to, to make life very difficult for Russians. Um, and since most of them are able to return legally to Russia, it's not surprising that for some of them that ends up being sort of viably the only the only viable option. Mm, I'd imagine there's some pretty straightforward, simple answers to this. It's Russians who are going back to manage mm-hmm. businesses, it's to care for family, or, or just to make any meet. Uh, yeah, so my, my impression from what we know is that it's, it's, uh, it is a matter of predominantly of practical survival. So it's a combination of, of all these kinds of factors. So, uh, it, you know, in order to live and sustain themselves, Russians needed to some amount of funds, some support to even make the move. Um, and any most of those who left appear to have had enough funds to leave, right? You needed to have enough funds to pay for the exorbitant flights and, you know, trains abroad that, that a lot of them had to have. Um, but uh, once they get there, they realize they can't access their funds even if they have them. Um, and if they have no support in the in the in the host option the host countries we you know what options do they really have many of course left family back in russia mm. uh for many of those those families depend on them for support um and one thing that some russians discovered is they can't transmit money back to their families back in russia so uh if they had left sort of the idea that they're going to support you know their elderly parents for instance uh, siblings and so on um they find that very difficult and so again this is um some of the things that, that drive them that mm. drive them back um others have found that they can't find employment right uh whether for legal reasons or because there's no demand for the, the kind of thing they do um and so uh combination of factors to what extent do you think what proportion of those people are likely to be falling victim to the Russian propaganda? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, as everything really difficult to say. Um, it is conceivable that some are. I think it's terribly likely. So uh, we do know that there are Russian-speaking diasporas outside Russia who were outside Russia to begin with since the beginning of the war who do have access to, uh, you know, Western and more impartial sources of information. They still, um, some of them still support the Russian views and they believe the Russian narratives. Um, Some have complained that they've been treated unfairly by their host countries uh, and discriminated against. So to the extent, you know, those who flee Russia now encounter um, really negative treatment, 
and they might become more inclined to buy into sort of some of the Russian narratives that Russians are being hounded and discriminated against worldwide. Maybe they'll start to, to view sort of the, the Putin, the Kremlin line more sympathetically. Uh, but I, I have to say, again, this is, this is conjecture. I haven't seen many examples. Um, I haven't seen much sort of uh, reported on or, or talked about and this sort of thing. Mm. Alina, undoubtedly, most Russians, like any good people, would think that war is not a good thing. It's a bad thing. Uh, but they've just decided to, to get on with life, I guess. One recent poll says that over half of Russians say they're not closely mm-hmm. following the war. That seems extraordinary. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's right. And that's probably more true of the Russians that, that stayed in Russia as opposed to those who left. I mean, those who left were in some sense uh, obviously motivated by the war, so they have uh, much more inclination to, to follow it. Um, Especially the some some have left to escape the possibility of you know forced general mobilization. So I'm sure they're following the news to see whether that's you know remains on the books, whether it's possible. Um, so I don't think it's a question of them not following the war, but uh, some uh, of those who left were mo- motivated more by material factors uh, rather than ideological factors. So. Uh, People whose job prospects became restricted uh, under the sanctions regime and the exodus of Western companies, uh, for example. So they left primarily because they thought they could do better uh, for their jobs or for their employment uh, elsewhere. If they find that they could not, um, they might decide that they're going to return. But again, it's not. I don't think it's because they're not following the war or changed their uh, opinion of the war. It's more that, you know, they're encountering reality that... uh, ways in in their calculus Mm. as to their future decisions. Alina, thank you so much for your insights this morning. That's Alina Traeger, a senior political scientist with Rand Corporation out of Massachusetts this morning.